0: Hello! You're listening to Gays gaze, gaze, in which we're gay, and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies. And sometimes we talk about other stuff. I'm Erin, and if you want to use the bathroom, there is a perfectly
1: good one at Starbucks. <laughs> and I'm Erin, and this ar- <laughs> this auditorium is Art Deco, you idiots! <laughs> <laughs> and welcome! I'm yeah. excited
0: to finally be doing this, like, it's real. It's our
1: first episode!
0: After literally two years of talking about doing
1: this. <laughs> yeah,
0: here it is. Here it is. Um, so, I think that our intent with doing a podcast and kind of why we were interested in doing it um, initially... We were really just looking into some movie, TV, um, music, books, comics, and a bunch of other stuff that had ties to being a woman who loves other women, and we were looking at a lot of that content and thinking about how much of it we were consuming and how little talking about it we did. Oh,
1: actually, uh, yes, but do you remember what happened even before that? Or our like, initial discussion yeah
0: (laughs) i like sure wish i could remember like the very first conversation we had about doing this aside from that it had a lot of ties to ellen page
1: yeah it was so um there's a podcast called um the worst idea of all time um so i proposed as a joke that we should do the gayest idea of all time which is we watch everything with ellen page in it because you really like ellen page and ellen page is like amazing and a lesbian and so cool so I so love so her that movies. was, the, yeah, that was the initial like, what started and now has become this. Which I think this is a more solid podcast idea, honestly.
0: Yeah, something that's more sustainable and honestly more in line with something I'd want to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can only talk about Ellen Page for so
1: long. It's true.
0: But I am excited to do some Ellen Page stuff on the show, though, too.
1: Definitely. But right now it's Ghostbusters. Right now it's Ghostbusters. Um. Should, I I thought that initially we were gonna just like introduce ourselves. Yes. Would you like to start, or would you like me to start? Um. I can start. I'm okay to start. Um.
0: So to give a little bit of background about me, um, my name is Aaron. We are both named Aaron. Yeah. Um, I use she or they pronouns. Either's fine. Um, I would say that I have a fairly complex understanding of my own labels uh, and how they're impacted by my mental health, but that means that they're a little bit variable. I would say that some of the closest matches are to be non-binary, gay, lesbian, somewhere in the ace community. Though I'm generally really okay with almost any label, so long as they don't imply that I that I either am a man or attracted to men. So pretty much any other label is fine. Um, I am 25, I live in Iowa, I work within the movement to end sexual assault, and I have some experience both academically and in my job doing media analysis and teaching other people about media literacy, but that said, I'm definitely not an expert in it, I make mistakes often because I am a human person and we all do, and I'm interested in doing this podcast for fun and not really in an attempt to do anything educational, so... yeah. That is the show. And, <laughs> and my name's.
1: And my name's Erin. Um, I use she/her pronouns. Uh, my les or my label my lesbian <laughs> my lesbian <laughs> <laughs> my label yeah I, I don't know I'm lesbian. Uh, gay lady is also cool. Um, I'm cis. Um, I'm 27 as well, and I live in New York City, baby. Um, and I work as an email developer for a skincare company. That you probably don't like. But I like it, and uh, I like working there. Why don't people like it? I don't know. Just not not well known. Bad bad corporate decisions.
0: Oh. See, I I guess my perception, not to get too deep into your work life... but i guess i always grew up around people who really like the skincare company that you work for and so it's like weird to me to think that there are people who like don't
1: really like it maybe it's just like new york specifically there's a lot of competition in in the u.s in general there's a lot of competition and i um this company in particular does not stand out it doesn't what but oops don't tell them that it doesn't stand out but Oh well! Whoops! Yeah. Surprise! But we love it. It's really good. It's a really good company. Good values. It's good. Um. So, yeah. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. The Busting ghosts. Yeah, the uh, the more recent movie, specifically, not the '80s one, the
0: 2016 one. one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the one with all the women
0: in it. The, the lady Ghostbusters. <laughs> the lady Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, but for women.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yes, yeah, so, and here I have a um, a summary. Uh, if you if you haven't watched the movie, just this. I'm gonna try to keep this brief. It's it's gonna be about three minutes. Okay. Um, go and, for it. and also, uh, I will say um, a suicide trigger warning ahead of time. Uh, it is fairly brief in the the movie but it's still there so all right aaron okay. gilbert played by kristen wig is a scientist who works as a teacher at columbia university after being estranged from her lover oops oh my god i mean former ghost hunt, hunting <laughs> investigator scientist partner abby yates played by melissa mccarthy aaron contacts abby after abby publishes a book about ghosts they wrote together on amazon without notifying her the two reconnect after seeing a real life ghost sighting together and Aaron loses her job at Columbia once they find out that she's interested in ghosts. But is remiss about the holding when Abby suggests that they form a real ghost hunting business together, along with Abby's ghost hunting colleague, Jillian Holtzman, played by Kate McKinnon. The, the, bis- <laughs> the business is nicknamed Ghostbusters by the public. A man named Kevin, Chris Hemsworth, uh, becomes their receptionist. Uh, he has no last name. And the scene where he's introduced clarifies that Aaron is bisexual and Abby and Holtzman aren't interested in men. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are also joined by Patty Tolan, uh, Leslie Jones, a very friendly MTA worker who sees a ghost on the subway track and thus contacts the organization. After uh, they all fate the ghost together, Patty joins the team. Uh, the four of them successfully complete their first job capturing a ghost at a music show but and are then visited by government agents who tell them to stop the ghosts are being triggered by rowan north neil casey uh, a the main villain who is activating ghosts uh, along the ley lines to uh open up a quarter to this portal to the spirit realm. uh he's trying to seek revenge for years of bullying and mistreatment from society but he's kind of an asshole so mm. it's a little bit confusing um our heroes confront him and he kills himself um and, but they're able to stop his machine uh, quote unquote run stop um, they're thanked by the same agents who told them to stop um, but then the government tells the press that it was all hoax and the ladies are instructed yes please stop <laughs> um, Aaron had taken a book that Rowan had uh, which was the same book that she had written um, from the scene and when looking at it later, she sees it's beautifully illustrated with pictures of him destroying the city as a giant ghost. That's his true plan. <laughs> well, I knew he was also an artist? Yeah. Rowan's giant ghost attacks the city. At, or, oh, wait, not his giant ghost. Just his regular ghost. Just a ghost. Attacks, his, attacks the group and possesses Kevin. And then um, un- unleashes the ghost realm onto the entirety of New York City. Uh, then Rowan transforms himself into a giant ghost, and the Busters are able to stop him by opening up a ghost-sucking portal. But at the last minute, Rowan grabs Abby as he's falling in, and Aaron jumps in after her. Once they're <laughs> uh, once they're in the portal, Aaron grabs Abby and says, "I wasn't gonna leave you twice." And then kisses her passionately. Oops, that doesn't happen. (laughs) That didn't happen. Um, And then Holtzman and Patty pull them out. The day is saved by the team, and they get full funding from the government to continue ghost-busting. Yeah.
0: God, what a a rags-to-riches story. From Columbia professor to broke ghost hunter living above a Chinese restaurant
1: to government-funded organization. And I will also mention that Kevin has no last name. He is only ever referred to as Kevin.
0: He's just Kevin. He's just I Kevin. I am so excited to talk about Kevin. Um, Okay, Erin, I have a question for you. Yeah. So I have a confession. Oh and God. that confession is that I've only ever seen the original Ghostbusters once. And it was while I was blackout drunk at two in the morning <laughs> in a movie theater at my college and i don't remember anything that happens in the original ghostbusters (laughs) i don't know anything about that first one i just kind of blocked it out um that's fine so my question is you've seen the first ghostbusters correct
1: why yes but you define
0: yourself as a fan
1: um well no because i i first saw it um i've only seen it once and i saw it um i think sometime in 2016 before this movie came out because i thought oh i've never seen it i better watch it um and i will say that i i thought it was fine Um, (laughs) okay thank you (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's maybe a controversial opinion um but yeah i i'm not really sure why it has the I mean, like, I can see... I, I think it's really charming and funny. Um, I don't think it's, like, losing your mind over having it be remade, but... um, I mean, it was, you know. Yeah. It was a good movie.
0: I just remember, like, not wanting to watch that movie because I was like, why would I want to watch four dudes hanging out? Like... <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to watch that i don't care if they're fighting ghosts but then the second it's like four women who are fighting ghosts i'm like yeah like i need to get in there <laughs> i saw this movie like four times in theaters back oh my god that's right yeah
1: um yeah it, it, it's, a, it's funny too cuz i think that um bill murray who's in the original ghostbusters is he's like i like his movies and i like his style of comedy but i don't think he was like, I don't. I don't know if he really had any like specific feelings about the movie. I like about I, the this one know? or the old
0: one. The old one. Oh, well, I don't give a fuck what Bill Mary thinks. Oh, that's fair. Um. Yeah, I guess like thinking about the old movie, I am someone who's really detached from it, so I don't have that like old classic love for that original film but I think that the comparison between the old one and the new one was a big source of contention when this movie first came out and partially as to why it got such terrible reception as it did from a small minority of the population because I think it did overwhelmingly well
1: no actually it's oh my god and this is the worst part about that. <laughs> maybe not the worst but um, it, it's like a favorite thing of the testers of this movie to like be like oh this movie did really bad um because it underperformed um it like it people like to say that it lost money it it didn't um yeah it yeah it made it made like enough money but it definitely like by like blockbuster standards it it underperformed like i, I think that's part of the reason why it didn't get a sequel aside yeah. from all the like um stuff surrounding it but um like it didn't it, it was fine. Yeah, I I think that this movie was fine and it got
0: like uh, like from what I was reading of a lot of film reviews, it got very good reviews from a lot of female critics mm-hmm. and very neutral reviews from a lot of male critics.
1: I I did not read any reviews. <laughs> I you know,
0: I figured I might as well subject myself to some of it.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: I didn't read any like Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb reviews because no. I wasn't going to dive into that. Um, Yeah, so, like, speaking of the film's reception, I mean, it came out at kind of an awkward time in the summer of 2016, right before the presidential election, um, between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, specifically, and what a time for a reboot of a classic film starring an all or mostly male cast that had been revamped to star a mostly female cast. Um, I know that one, so Sony, who were um, some of the producers of this film, they like really didn't want this movie to have a political side and tried to claim that this movie was a political and not taking a political stance, which is a bad take Because every single piece of media is inherently political. Um, But then Ellen DeGeneres, lovely, lovely Ellen, we're recording this very shortly after Ellen and the George Bush friendship incident. Um, Ellen had both the Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters, and Hillary Clinton on the exact same episode of her show that summer, um, and then tweeted to everybody that they needed to get their women cards ready. (laughs)
1: Um, I wish I made that my opening
0: quote. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get your woman cards ready. It's the Ghostbusters and Hillary in the same day. Um, And so, you know, Hillary took this stance of like, yeah, the female Ghostbusters are cool. And then Donald Trump made an Instagram video about how much he thought that the new Ghostbusters are stupid. (laughs) And then... um, the producers of the film and sony were like oh no our apolitical film is suddenly becoming political how did this happen we have to do something about this and i this quote is going to be burned into my memory tom rothman the chairman of sony motion pictures said this quote all this attention is great but i hope they realize that slimer is not a
1: registered voter oh <laughs> What about nice. what about female Slammer with a wig and lipstick? Oh my god! Who cares in this movie? We'll get there. <laughs> uh, major low point.
0: Yeah, um, I I think one like last negative thing I want to say before we like totally negative bomb this episode <laughs> <laughs> um, is that uh, this the trailer for this movie in very quick time became the most disliked video on YouTube. Yeah. Um particularly because of a coordinated campaign that was led by men online and also had a deep affiliation to the GamerGate movement. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which is was just in gross. full
1: swing at the time. Love it. Um yeah, and what's uh, there is some I like this I don't know. This movie like obviously isn't like a holy grail or anything. But I will say that there were, like, so many conspiracy theories around it, like, um, and one of them was a, that, uh, Sony was specifically deleting, like, neutral or, um, uh, good critique comments on that, um, video in order to just bring all the, like, we hate women contact, uh, like, comments to the top to, like, like, do this and the conspiracy was that oh they're saying this it's only a couple people being like oh we hate women but they're like trying to make it a political thing and like it's just like i mean like no that's not what sony was trying to do and like also that just is so ridiculous yeah
0: yeah I mean, one thing, okay, this, I'm just gonna pull this out too, because I thought that this was wild. Apparently Bill Murray, so Bill Murray has a cameo in this film, he plays a character who um, is a like critic of ghost hunting. And when the Ghostbusters first capture a ghost, he shows up at their place and is like, there's no way you caught a ghost. And then he accidentally releases the ghost and it kills him. Um, So apparently he so adamantly refused to do this movie because he didn't agree with it. um, Despite the fact that he had a contract saying that he would do this movie, that Sony very publicly threatened to sue him over it. And then he finally agreed because he was being literally threatened with a lawsuit, and then they just made this character for him uh, who was a critic of Ghostbusters and then they killed him off.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, I did not, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Yeah, and I should clarify, when I said before that, like, I don't think Bill Murray had, like, a lot of opinions on the original Ghostbusters, Mm -hmm. like, I, when I think about people who, like, really hold up that movie, I think about Dan Aykroyd, who, like, like, co-wrote it. Like I don't think that Bill Murray is like wow that's like a that's my best work. I think he was more like yeah that's the thing I did.
0: Yeah. What does Bill Murray do? I don't know.
1: Isn't isn't he in Wes Anderson movies sometimes?
0: Yeah, I w- I was thinking about The Life Aquatic, but then also please judge me for this. I'm going to confess something. The first movie <laughs> that came to my mind was Cast Away. That's not <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> That's not Phil Murray. That's Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. I think they look the same.
1: Yeah. Eh, that's fair. You know who I get them confused with is, um... Uh... Oh. Wait. The same guy you said. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh, um. you know, Forrest Gump? <laughs> oh. I... Uh, <laughs> Um, Welcome to our first I... and last episode. <laughs> okay, a second confession. <laughs> this goes even oh, deeper. No. When I said Forrest Gump, my mouth immediately wanted to say Joe Dirt. That is Aww. so distinctly wrong, too. That's
1: that's wrong.
0: That's... Can... I, that's... That's Dave Coulier. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it's not Dave Coulier. I don't even who is th- it. Who thinks about? I don't know who that is. Who thinks about him? Um, <laughs> I've David never Spade. Seen that movie.
0: David Spade. Okay. Dave okay. Coulier is Uncle, not Uncle Joey. Friend Joey from Full House. Okay, I also have not seen Full House. You haven't seen Full House? No. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you,
1: I think you knew this. I don't, I I don't never think I knew this. Cons. I have unfortunately That's why I also. I haven't seen uh, Friends.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay, well, well Friends is different. Full House is one of those things that you watch when you're like sick as a child, I think. Friends I is something cable. you don't get into unless you're an adult. Yeah. Do you say you didn't have cable? Yeah, I didn't
1: have
0: cable. Oh. I didn't know that about you, actually.
1: Oh. That's a shocker. Aaron facts.
0: Aaron facts. I had cable, and I watched <laughs> Joe Dirt as a kid.
1: It was on TV constantly. It's actually shocking that I haven't seen that movie, because it was on television so frequently.
0: Did you anyway, know that well, he finds a meteor, and then he sells it?
1: Um, I, I did not... It, I didn't. That's not what I expected that movie to be about, actually. The movie's actually I, about a lot of things. Me. Okay. Um, we are really,
0: really <laughs> We're really
1: off track. Topic. I'm sorry. Are we, I think we're are we allowed to be off track. we done talking about Ghostbusters controversy?
0: <laughs> yeah, we have to be. I Because I don't want to talk <laughs> okay. about controversy. Yeah. I want to talk about the things that know. I like and also some of the things that I probably don't like, too. But at least that'll be more fun than, like, MRAs.
1: Yeah yeah have you ever seen groundhog day <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i actually <laughs> haven't
1: oh that's a really good movie i really like that movie when i think about Mild Murray, that's what i think about
0: i uh i didn't know that he and- was in that movie yeah <laughs>
1: he is He's up until
0: like up until like 2016 i want to say i thought that Groundhog Day was a golf movie about somebody playing golf. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, n- I now know that it's about time things. I think
1: about Caddyshack.
0: It's 51st Dates for people who don't like Adam Sandler. It, that
1: couldn't be more wrong. I'm <laughs> like, oh my god. here's This my... will be the last episode. You're going to get murdered. <laughs> okay
0: here's my not secret i feel like it's good to say this now is that i don't know anything about pop culture at all so i think that that's going to be an interesting dynamic in this
1: podcast it is it's it's also kind of interesting because i think that like the the more like baseline um and like definitely like sci-fi nerd um pop culture knowledge is um is my wheelhouse but then there's like very strange niche things um but then also like some trash that i am completely unaware of that you are well versed in. yeah like
0: how i can just bust out some joe dirt knowledge in the podcast yeah, they- but i could if you asked me anything about star wars i could not tell you
1: Man. Yeah. well here we are here we are maybe we'll put a lesbian in star wars and then we can watch star Wars. haven't
0: they already i don't think so oh, i thought they did i thought that Ray was, a le- was, like, a lesbian. I thought that this was, like, their attempt at representation, was, like, we have a lesbian and
1: we have a black guy now. Oh, no. If, uh, no. I-, I don't think Ray's shown any interest to any women. Um, I mean, and she's only ever really been around one other woman.
0: Oh. There's no women in space? There's no Sorry. women in
1: space. Except for Carrie Fisher.
0: Oh. What about no, there's a woman in space in Star Trek. Uhura? Yeah. <laughs> She's the only one I know in Star Trek. Does that surprise oh, that's you? That's good. That's a good one. No,
1: actually, if you were to know anybody from Star Trek, that's the one to know. I know about There's Uhura, also Nurse
0: Chapel, though. And I know about my favorite character, Kirk McCoy. <laughs> oh,
1: <Jesus Christ. laughs> the ah oh, yes, that character you named your cat after. Leonard Spock. <laughs> <laughs> is that not his name? <laughs> oh no, yeah. we have wait, to move on. Okay, wait, wait,
0: wait! I have one question before we move on. Oh, what no. is Spock's first name?
1: Is it what is his what is his name? His name is Spock. He doesn't have any other name. I think I believe that he has a last name, but his first name is Spock. Oh my and, god! And his last name is. Um, I don't know. I don't know what his last name is. Uh, his name it, is we need to, Mr. Spock. We need to phone a lesbian.
0: <laughs> you are the lesbian. It's Sydney on the line.
1: <laughs> okay. No, pretty. Yeah, it's just Spock. It's just, yeah, because okay. his dad's just Sarek. I thought that maybe his dad had a last name. His name is Spock McCoy.
0: <sighs> Spock Kirk. No. Um, okay, oh. let's talk about Ghostbusters. And
1: Ghostbusters.
0: I, I want to talk about the characters because I think that, uh, like, you went over this whole plot and everything. Uh, and yeah. The plot, you're not in Ghostbusters for the plot. You're watching Ghostbusters because you like the ladies. That's why you're here. Yeah. Um, How did, but... I will, oh,
1: go- no, sorry. go ahead. No, go ahead. What did you think of my very accurate summary? I mean, I thought it was good. Did I don't think did you missed you, anything. Uh, no, I meant, like, uh, did you also, like, read into it that that um, Aaron and Abby, like, were, like, exes? Oh, uh, like, okay.
0: So, I think this movie's playing us, as every movie does. I'm interested in reviewing this movie because Kate McKinnon's in it, and not because there's some fake
1: BS lesbianism well, happening. I- I, that is, okay, so we are reviewing this because Kate McKinnon is in it, um, but, but I, I, like, re-watching this movie, it was, like, oh, fuck, like, I, I remember why mm-hmm. I did really like this movie, because I then immediately went online and looked up Aaron and Abby fanfiction and Holtzman and Patty fanfiction. Yeah. Like, so, I don't, I think that's a, that's an element. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 I mean, it's I'm definitely, definitely speak. it's definitely a shipping Movie,
1: yeah. Aaron and Abby. I don't is think that amazing. was intentional. So. No, I, I never think, it think it's intentional.
0: Well, Holtzman and Patty. <laughs> well,
1: I honestly like. I I remember it being more overt, but I yeah. there wasn't really that much of it. There was a lot more Aaron abby than I remembered.
0: Yeah, if there is one thing that's very prominent it is Erin and Abby's relationship, friendship, whatever, and how much love they have for one another after being so distant for so long. Yeah. Yes. Um okay, so the very first character that we meet in this movie is your favorite guy.
1: My favorite man, Zach Weds. Zach Weds. He's
0: he's in the movie.
1: I don't have a lot to say I, except that he always plays that the character that I love him as, which is like a sad, like scrawny man. <laughs>
0: That's exactly who he is. He's a sad, scrawny man who poops his pants <laughs> in the not, very beginning of the movie. It's, it's
1: we don't know if he pooped his pants. Holtzman said, said he pooped Kate his make, pants. I believe. Yeah, but that he she his is pants. a big troll. I think she's. Well I'm I it doesn't matter. Yeah I
0: mean, <laughs> You just don't think he pooped his pants because you love him
1: and you don't want to think about him pooping <laughs> his pants. My phone background is Zach woods Is it? Yeah. Oh
0: <laughs> I like I'm like a little bit shocked honestly, but I don't have anything to say about it other than just oh. <laughs>
1: That's fair. It's a really good picture I'll send it to you okay yeah we'll tweet it (laughs) yeah we'll tweet it we'll tweet it Um, i'll even tweet the i'll tweet the version that i made specifically in photoshop to fit my phone oh so
0: other people can use it yeah okay perfect that sounds good (laughs) um erin not yeah. you, oh. the character. Yes, Aaron. <laughs> yes. What is it? Funny how we picked a movie that also has an Aaron in it. I didn't even think yeah. about that until we started watching I, it and was like, "Oh, me neither." Yeah, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, it's Kristen Wiig. She, her character, I think, is really interesting. What? Okay, one thing about all of these four ladies is that they're okay. Actually, not including Patty, um, mm. everybody but Patty is incredibly socially awkward and has no social skills. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're, like, cringe humor sensitive, this one might be a little bit rough, honestly.
1: Yeah. It's definitely not on the level of, like, some other comedies, I would say, but it's still present. Oh,
0: yeah. Like, I can't watch The Office. If you are somebody who can sit through The Office as cringe humor, you can get through this easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. just, like, the physics professor who's given up on ghosts and is incredibly horny for Chris Hemsworth.
1: I thought that Christian Wiggs, um... Like portrayal was really good. I think mean, she's like a good actress, and she's really funny.
0: Yeah, I see. The thing with Erin's character is that I honestly don't remember very many funny things that she did, other than that every single time a ghost vomited, they vomited on her.
1: Yeah, there is. I I I keep blocking that out. There's a lot of like um, vomiting in this movie. Yeah, ectoplasm. Um, yeah, I guess like the. I would say not quite as much, like, disgusting humor as maybe, like, Bridesmaids, but maybe, like, a mid, like, on the the level, kind of, like, in the middle. There's some of it. Definitely present.
0: After Bridesmaids, I have to tone it down. Have to be more (laughs) demure for Ghostbusters. (laughs) Gotta live up to the legacy.
1: Who directed this? I don't even look it up.
0: Oh, I don't know, actually. Is it also Dan (laughs) Ackroyd? I wouldn't be no, surprised. There's no, I think that he was in. He was a producer. He did not want sure. this movie
1: to. No, I I think he didn't want this movie to happen. He was in the credits. I saw him.
0: I literally googled it's who Paul, directed this movie. Who directed Ghostbusters? Paul Feig, twenty
1: sixteen. I think Paul Paul Feig always says, "Um, uh, Zach Woods in his movies for some reason."
0: Paul Feig, he directed Bridesmaids. Who could have guessed?
1: That makes sense.
0: Wow, <laughs> we're cycling back. Oh god. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd blames Paul Feig for failure, Ghostbusters reboot. <laughs> God.
1: This is not a controversial opinion, but Dan Aykroyd is a little bit out of his mind. I don't know anything about him, honestly. Uh, no use in Ghostbusters. In Ghostbusters, the original one, um, there's a scene where a ghost gives Dan Aykroyd's character a blowjob, and I know that he specifically wrote that scene. <sighs> So. Ah! <laughs>
0: ah! <laughs> There's He's... also
1: that clip of him, um like, being like, aliens are out there and they don't want to visit us because our planet sucks, which that's actually real. is pretty fair. I'm fine mm.
0: with that take. Um Also, I think that that just shows that Dan Aykroyd is a monster fucker, just like the best of us.
1: You know, that's fair.
0: <laughs> but I... <sighs> mm. This movie is not a failure in my heart.
1: No, it's not. I like it wasn't like a like a blockbuster, but like it didn't do bad. It was I don't, fine. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Listen, it's if
0: I could leave a Ghostbusters showing and immediately go to Dave and Buster's and drink a Slimer cocktail, I don't think that that's <laughs> a flop.
1: <laughs> no. Well, I mean that has more to do with marketing than anything that's true. Else. Yeah,
0: I mean the marketing was obviously
1: tight for this movie. Yeah. I think, and that's actually, certainly back to what I said before about how people love to say that this movie, like, like did really bad because it lost so much money. I think one of the things that they use as justification for that is that they say that they spent so much money on the budget that it, like, superseded, like, any kind of money they would have made out of it. Um, I don't think that's I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, They also had, like, a toy line and, like, yeah. like merch and stuff. Like, it's not if you're just being like, oh, they must have spent like as much as they did on the movie on on advertising, and that means it didn't make any money, um, then you, that's that's not taking everything into account. That's ridiculous. Right. All right. Um, um we're, we're moving along very slowly. I know
0: that's fine. That can be. We can have a five hour long podcast. Uh, it's our first episode, baby. <laughs> baby. We can be disorganized. It's okay. It's to one. Nobody's gonna listen to this a year from now.
1: Oh, um, Abby. If you're listening to this, write in at at aaron at gazegaze.com. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Tell us to hurry the fuck up. Yeah. Or don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um let's talk about Abby, played by yeah. Melissa McCarthy. She's I, great. I really love Abby's character. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah i think that it's interesting so like as aaron like put aside her love for ghosts well okay hold on a second let's backtrack back to aaron for a second aaron doesn't love ghosts she actually is terrified of ghosts if you'll recall because she had a traumatizing ghost childhood experience
1: i don't think she's really terrified
0: but she was and then she put she, ghosts behind her and became a physics professor. Whereas Abby has always just been interested in ghosts and always thought ghosts were cool, and now is a ghost professor.
1: Yeah, I didn't read into it that much. I thought that it was more like um, so. Erin like sees a ghost of her neighbor at her foot of a be- her bed, and like had to go to therapy over it, and nobody would believe her except for Abby, who was her best friend, right? Um, like growing up. And so I always thought that even though that experience was like traumatic, that she still like had a genuine interest in ghosts because mm. they did write that book together. Yeah, that's true. I assumed just because nobody would take her seriously, and maybe that trauma of like not being listened to—that's
0: true. Had more to do with it.
1: That's a- I mean, that's absolutely it. Yeah. Um, this is a deep movie
0: is it i i think that every no, single like sensitive moment in this movie it comes off as really ingenuine at least that's my take like this, oh like, no totally like, this like sensitive like uh like i was haunted by a ghost as a child moment i'm like why i am not e- i not even interested in this unfortunately like i wish i no, cared not, but i'm here for fun not. ghost times no. yeah i agree abby's biggest bane in life is that her chinese food delivery man just keeps bringing her soup without any wontons in it
1: it's good it's a pretty good gag.
0: it's a good gag
1: and i actually with abby i think that um you know aaron she's not that interesting of a character but like abby like playing off of her and kind of being like exasperated by everything she's doing is like makes her like good scenes yeah a lot of good chemistry uh
0: let's talk about our favorite girl, Holtzman.
1: Woo. I will say I remember when this movie came out, um, Kate McKinnon said in an interview that Holtzman was the closest to her just playing herself that she'd ever done.
0: That's literally wild to me because Holtzman is so much.
1: <laughs> so much. <laughs> It is I was thinking about that while watching it and I was like, that's incredible. Thanks. Thank you, Kate McKinnon.
0: Thank you for sharing that with me and with <laughs> all of us. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's an engineer who says she focuses on experimental particle physics. And so while like Erin and Abby are doing all of the logistical work of the ghost hunting, she's building all of their tools. Mm-hmm. Does she have a parallel counterpart in the original Ghostbusters?
1: Yeah, I think she might be Dan Aykroyd.
0: Oh, really? I think he
1: makes the ghost busting stuff.
0: Imagine Kate McKinnon getting head from a ghost.
1: Oh, I, I would watch that.
0: Right? I don't care yeah. about it any. I'm fine with it now. That
1: sounds great, actually. Yeah. Also, please don't at me if if Dan Aykroyd is not the guy who made the like the ghost hunting equipment. You can at her. No, oh, please don't add me. You can add us. <laughs> if we say anything
0: wrong ever, we deserve to be held accountable for that.
1: If if I... Well, specifically, if it has to do with with movies from the 80s, you can add Erin, not me, and <laughs> she will relay the message.
0: Yeah, I think that, like you said earlier, Holtzman is a troll. <laughs> She Mm -hmm. is like a fashion icon, first of all, with her yellow goggles and coveralls.
1: Screw you necklace.
0: And coveralls every day and inspiring all of us everywhere forever.
1: Incredible. Incredible performance. I love when she eats Pringles when they're ghost hunting. That was, oh my God, that was almost my quote from the beginning. Try saying no to these salty pillarabolas. <laughs>
0: yes, thank you.
1: Yeah,
0: I okay. A favorite Holtzman moment is when she's dancing to music in the lab and doing a sexy dance for yeah. Abby. No, it's Aaron for it, Aaron. It's
1: Aaron, yeah. And
0: uh, she accidentally lights everything on fire, and then does a sexy dance with the
1: <laughs> fire extinguisher while she <laughs> puts was, it out. That was a favorite moment of mine too um another quote i almost did is oh we're dancing because she doesn't say anything in that scene but that's what aaron says
0: oh, i feel like i had one more holtzman thing oh okay one sentimental part of this movie that i actually don't mind is holtzman's like speech at the end about how she never had any friends or family but now she has like a new family and patty's just yeah. like that was real man that was really real yeah.
1: <laughs> I, like, I, when I was watching that scene, I was, um, I definitely think that was improvised. Yeah. Yeah, that she just, like, that it was, like, okay, and now you can say something funny here, and then, and then she, like, did something genuine because she knew it would be unexpected. Yeah. It's really good. I think, actually, there's, there's, like, a, a fair amount of improv in these scenes from what I can tell, which makes sense, because, like, it's, like, a bunch of funny people, so, like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you just let them lose?
0: Yeah, and uh, not only funny people, but funny people who've, like, done SNL Yeah, for their careers. Wait, has Melissa so McCarthy funny. done SNL?
1: I, at least as a host, I would imagine.
0: I know that the other three have, like, for extended sure. periods of time.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, like, especially Kate McKinnon and, um, Jones?
0: And, well, and, Kristen, and Kristen Wick, Warfare. Yeah yeah they've all had like very long runs in snl yeah there's melissa mccarthy how did she get her start i don't know um yeah i love holtzman's character i think she's like very genuine and very sweet and also like a total nerd and really embarrassing yeah which is an ideal combination so everybody left that movie loving her that's true and patty patty patty
1: Patty.
0: so patty's like this mta worker um who knows literally everything about the history of new york and like joins the team saying you need me for my knowledge of the history here and yeah they totally needed her I know that. Okay, this is this is interesting. Another controversy. So I don't want to get too deep into this, but there was a lot of critique levied at the fact that the only black woman in the movie is not a scientist and is an MTA worker. Yeah. Um, Leslie Jones said on Twitter, "Why can't a regular person be a Ghostbuster?" Which fair take?
1: So in the original Ghostbusters movie, um, the the fourth Ghostbuster is also. Um, black person and and isn't a scientist
0: (laughs) so we're not gonna change that yeah we'll make them all women but yeah keep race the Um, same
1: yeah yeah so um but yeah anyway
0: anyway yeah i mean she like is busting stuff out all the time like and like even when they are like figuring out at the end goal like at the end of the film when what's going down with Rowan, um, who's the villain. Like, she's the one who can track, like, oh, he's building his base at this, like, old Indian burial site. Which is, like, literally wild. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Um, I think Patty's a really fun character. She's, like, the only one with common sense here.
1: I will say what's also funny is, um, uh, so, you know her um, uncle, I think it is, at the end? Yeah. So, so, that is a cameo of the guy who was in the the, the Ghostbusters yeah. original one. The, the same, like, her counterpart character. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you know that? Yeah, I did know that.
0: Oh. Yeah, all of the original Ghostbusters have cameos, correct? Was- no, there's one that did doesn't. Oh. Um, but then even the receptionist has a cameo. Yeah. She plays a receptionist.
1: Yeah. And you can tell, even if you haven't, because, like, for all the cameos, like, the camera lingers on that. Yeah,
0: it, like, zooms in it and like, is like, whoa, whoa Bill Murray's here. Whoa. Murray, why is this
1: receptionist getting so many lines?
0: <sighs> yeah. Speaking of receptionists.
1: Gavin, it's, it's Chris
0: Hemsworth, who is such... A pain and also such a gem. <laughs> Playing a himbo. <laughs> he is literally a himbo. God. He does a good job. My That's favorite bit is him promoting logos for they ask him if he can make logos for the Ghostbusters. He comes up with a ghost with giant boobs.
1: This is his the logo. Yeah. I actually didn't find that part funny. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I, I, thought I, it, I thought it dragged.
0: <laughs> I think it drags. I think it's so funny. I mean, other moments. A, he wears a fedora everywhere he goes. B, he has a dog named Mike Hat, and everybody thinks he's asking if he can bring his hat, his cat to work, because he keeps saying can I bring my cat to work? It's not funny. <laughs> um... See, he doesn't know how to answer a phone. This is, like, his whole thing. I actually think the running
1: running gag of him not being able to answer a phone is funny. I think
0: that that's the least funny thing about Kevin. Oh, really? I find that the most frustrating thing.
1: Oh, I thought that was
0: so funny. (laughs) Why is our humor (laughs) taste so different? I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I do think it's really funny when they have a, a very decorative fish tank with a, like, old phone in it, and they're like, yeah. Kevin, can you get the phone? He's like, no, it's in the fish tank. I think that that's really funny.
1: <laughs> that's actually, I also found that really funny, and, and he's like, he's trying to, like, grab it through the, through the glass. Through the glass. <laughs> it, yeah, actually, I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> we love a stupid man.
0: <laughs> um, Also, a very heartwarming Kevin moment is when he shows up in a Ghostbusters jumpsuit on, like, a little motorcycle and he's like, guys,
1: I can do it, too and and then he gets possessed <laughs> and then He gets possessed um there is uh, there's also a moment at the end there are a lot of good Kevin gags honestly where he's he's eating a sandwich at the end of the movie and and um, I think Aaron grabs it away from him and throws it and then he's like and then he like looks past her and he's like a little help and then somebody throws it back and he catches it <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so when we did quotes for our intros my backup quote was one question. When did you have time to go get a sandwich?
1: <laughs> oh, so good! <laughs> oh
0: my god! When he like, um, when he is like sh- meeting them after they've had this giant boss fight. Which, by the way, it takes way too long. It's like a solid third of the movie for this like end <sighs> boss battle. Um,
1: uh, it it's like. <laughs> It's like it, uh, that's how boss battles work in I don't like movies. that <laughs> See? Um, and it does not even take that long. they fight the main bad guy for really not that long they're mostly like they, they fight um like other ghosts for a long time. that's true I oh go ahead oh actually go ahead okay I and I will actually because of in this moment at um, one hour 31 minutes. Holtzman grabs two ghost guns out of her back pocket, <laughs> licks one, and then has a fun action sequence. That's aside. a really I, I fun scene. I just thought that's a very important moment to call out.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, like, iconic, the double pistol lick.
1: Yeah. Thank you, really Holtzman.
0: Good. Thank you. Thank you for making that for us, Kate McKinnon. I'm sorry, what were you gonna say? I don't remember now.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, About fights? Ghost fights?
0: just that it takes way too long. That's all I have. Oh, and Kevin, Kevin, when Kevin meets yeah. up with them after the whole fight, he's like, Oh, yeah, guys, I saved New York. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, I went into the, yeah. uh, I went into this room and I pushed some buttons and the portal opened up and then all the ghosts went into it. And then we were good. And everybody's just kind of like, Oh, Kevin. Oh, honey. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's a play on, like, the receptionist from the original movie.
1: It is. Right? I She doesn't have a, quite as big of a role at oh, all. Oh, really? And it's interesting. Oh, no. Oh my god, not at all. It's
0: interesting, then, that he gets such a large role.
1: At least from my memory. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, this is definitely supposed to be, like, subversive gender tropes, where it's like, haha, the hot man is not smart. And he's
1: he's really definitely bad like. Things. Yeah, I think she was also like a, a, from my memory anyway. So I don't like this is not gold standard. Yeah. Um. She's like a fine receptionist. She's just kind of like catty, and she like does her nails and like. Doesn't it, it's like the typical receptionist where like it's like oh she doesn't really want to do her job but she does. Oh, okay. So it's just
0: anti-woman sentiment and yeah. so then they're trying to do anti-men sentiment where it's like <laughs> men are stupid they don't know how to men answer are phones
1: if, if you're a handsome man you can get away with anything
0: yeah i mean that's definitely what they're pushing here and also ties into rowan's eventual yeah like entrance into kevin's body rowan is such a guy
1: he's yeah
0: yeah. I mean, he's just like the stereotypic white guy who thinks that the world and everybody else owes him something. But then right. they they honestly, which I'm glad for this, they don't go too deep into his trauma and why he's like this because I don't think that there's definitely no, att- no attempt to
1: validate that. Not really, aside from like like he goes into a restaurant and like the waitresses are like, oh, I don't want him. I don't want to serve him. But like, it it seems to be implied because he's like really weird to them. Yeah. Um, and then also at his job they're like, You gotta come unplug a toilet. Yeah.
0: Because he so, yeah. works as like as yeah, as like some sort of facilities maintenance for this fancy yeah. hotel. Yeah. So But he's a genius. Oh my god. But he's a genius and he knows everything about ghosts, whatever, dude. Um, which he does know a lot about ghosts. I think that like one of Rowan's very first appearances in this movie is actually when he's interacting with Patty in the subway station. This might actually be the first oh, time yeah. that he shows up, and it is literally Patty is so nice. To him. <laughs> yeah, Patty's like so good. He shows up and he's just like, all humans are scum, and soon they'll all die. But because you're a transit worker. That means you'll be one of the last ones to die. And isn't that great? And she's just like, have a good day, man. (laughs) And then the second he leaves, she's like, wow, we really got some people down here.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, I think that predominantly you see Rowan being treated really nicely by the women in this film. Um Mm -hmm. including like when they finally catch him as he's um he's built this portal and he's going to uh end his life, become a ghost because he wants to be a ghost, because he loves ghosts, um, and he wants to take over the world as a ghost. And um he they finally find they finally find him in his portal that he's built and like, one of the first things that they do is try to convince him that life is worth living. It's just unfortunate that the only thing that Abby can think of that makes life worth it is soup. <laughs> soup. <sighs> a, a good gag. Yeah. Yeah. And then Patty says, yeah, and him, it's, salad. It's another yeah. thing.
1: There you go. Um, it's also, yeah, and they're like, yeah, he is like, oh, I've been mistreated my mm-hmm. whole life. And they're like, yeah, us two, you know, we're women. Yeah, duh. So. <laughs> <laughs> obviously he's not like here
0: and that. yeah because he's only here for himself yeah. that's the whole thing um of course. can i just say that i think that one of the most disgusting parts of this movie is seeing rowan become this giant sticky marshmallow guy as a ghost and he's oh. like towering over buildings and he has these like sticky marshmallow feet that are like sticking to the whole city
1: noted, I guess. <laughs>
0: disgust. Wow. The fact that they, the fact that they take him down by literally shooting him in the marshmallow nuts, is also wild to me.
1: That was at that point. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, So ridiculous. I I really didn't care. I don't really care about Rowan that much.
0: I I don't care about Rowan. I do think it's, like, interesting that in the, like, good guy, bad guy kind of thing that they have going on in this movie, it's, like, um, there are a lot of commonalities between the Ghostbusters and Rowan, specifically in terms of, like, being really socially awkward, being hated by a lot of people, and using the exact same theory, which, um... I mean, was theory that Abby and Erin created themselves.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it kind of made me think back to um, like the second wave feminist sex wars movement, which was essentially that there was like a group of second wave feminists that were protesting really intensely against a porn industry that at that time had very little regard for consent, was often violent, women experienced a lot of violence through porn, and a lot of reactionary second wave feminists were really fighting to kind of cull the porn industry. But at the same time, there were these anti-feminist conservatives that were doing the exact same thing. So they ended up aligning with these like far right conservatives that also wanted to end porn because they didn't want women to have sexual liberty and so (laughs) where this kind of I think is interesting with what this movie's doing it's like this whole you can put out rhetoric with the best of intentions and there's gonna be some way that somebody can spin it to make it something bad
1: oh totally yeah
0: yeah
1: (sighs) you also have Slimer and Slimer's girlfriend on this (laughs) list.
0: I just want to note that they decided to give Slimer a girlfriend and that the girl- ritual sacrifice of Slimer and his girlfriend is the crux of this film. It is literally what helps them save the world. By killing Slimer and his girlfriend. Again, for the second time, because they're dead. Already.
1: I, I, I will also um, I will also say that like uh, there's a lot of cameos in this movie Nobody gets a longer cameo than Slimer and his new girlfriend.
0: That's so true. Other than maybe Bill Murray, honestly.
1: Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I mean, like... At least it's like... Bill Murray, I think you could argue, is like an actual character in the movie. Whereas, like, as opposed to a cameo. Maybe you could make the same argument for Slimer. Yeah. There are more sirens coming. I don't know if you can hear sirens. I heard them for a second. Yeah. Wow, sirens. In, in Iowa, California.
0: can you believe it? Normally <laughs> it's New from New York. York. <laughs> wow. They're coming for a Slimer. Actually, it is Slimer. In case you didn't remember, Slimer drove the car with the sirens on. Oh, yeah. That was Slimer. Just That's now. right. Um, yeah, I mean, like Slimer steals a car, gets a girlfriend. He and his girlfriend drive around in a stolen car, and then they blow up the car to create the portal that kills Rowan. It's like... Literally, we had to kill Slimer and his girlfriend in order to do this. Sorry.
1: Um, And I will also... we This has been mentioned previously, but Slimer's girlfriend is literally exactly just Slimer, except wearing lipstick and then a, like, what would you say, like, 40s, can, like...
0: Can I say something controversial? She looks like Jimmy Neutron's mom.
1: Do you... I don't know if she does. She looks like
0: Timmy Turner's mom.
1: Okay, yeah, actually though. I think that's true. Maybe I don't remember what Jimmy
0: Jimmy Neutron's mom, Neutron's mom like. has the same hair as Slimer's girlfriend. Slimer 2.0, the second Slimer. Man. Yeah. Women always gotta come second. Oh
1: yeah, you're right. Oh, you're I like, think yeah. she is. she has like the flips on the side.
0: Yes. Which but, so um, does Slimer's girlfriend. Yeah
1: oh did he i i thought it, i was thinking like like more of like a kind of like a standard like like old school like 50s hair but like big hair is that it's definitely big
0: and it definitely has bangs
1: yeah it's like a hairspray like, moment yeah th- okay that's exactly that 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 was exactly like, what I was thinking yeah about. it's like john travolta
0: <laughs> from hairspray
1: Yeah, exactly. That is
0: exactly
1: (laughs) what I had in mind. Actually,
0: that is just Slimer's Girlfriend. It is just John Travolta in Hairspray. That's Slimer's Girlfriend. Yeah, perfect. (sighs) I just... Why do people care about
1: Slimer? I don't think people do care. Er, Well, maybe. I think children care about Slimer. I do children care about...
0: Me? Because he's gross. Because that's the... Yeah. He's the gross ghost. As if, like, people haven't been vomited on by, like, really sexy ghosts earlier in this movie. But somehow Slimer is the gross one because he farts and he eats chicken.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really bad. It's really It's bad. also, like... This is... This is a nitpick from, like, websites that, like, nitpick movies to be like, well, logic. Um, but, like... So a lot of the ghosts in the movie are, like, mostly humanoid, like, that there's, like, a woman, like, the first ghost that appears is, like, a woman who is locked in a basement and she's, like, very clearly a woman. Yeah. And then there's, like, a pilgrim later in the movie. Um, but, like, Slimer is, like, a giant booger. <laughs> He's literally so, like, what did he look like in real life? Like, was this form his choosing? Or? His, <laughs> yeah. Is this his, his true form?
0: Well, there are also, like, ghost rats in this movie, but that's also something that happens in the real world.
1: Well, okay. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 Ghost rats do exist. They are real in our real world. Okay. That's a great place to end on if I'm being Okay, well, I just want to give like my final thoughts, which is, like, I love this movie, honestly, despite its problems.
1: Yeah, I will say, um... I really enjoyed this movie. I was like in a bad mood before I watched it and it like immediately put me in a good mood. Uh, yes. And that you can read fanfiction afterwards. It's great. Yeah, it's like a lot of good fan art.
0: That's really good. I think that this is one of those movies that it's like there are some movies that are really really mind-numbing to watch. I think that this encompasses literally every Marvel movie hot take. Um and oh like God, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> These ads okay, ex- excluding Black Panther. Um but I think that this is like Exactly like that, where it's kind of like this mind-numbing action-y kind of movie, but it's like all women and it's like not harmful. Like I was I was trying to read into some like critical gender theory about this film when, when we were initially thinking about doing it, and I couldn't really find much, but I did find this like article from like a grad student somewhere that was published on their blog that was just something like this is the only movie that's come out this season that doesn't actively harm somebody. And I'm like, that's a low bar.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's definitely, like, at least I don't think it's something that is, like, traumatic or hurtful to consume. I think it's something that's, like, fun and passive and lighthearted and just, like, something that's kind of, like, mind-numbing action to watch, but for women.
1: Yeah. I want... I don't know if I'd go so far to say if it's, like, the only thing that came out that year that wasn't, like, actively harmful. Oh, they meant that in that Um, summer
0: season. uh, Which I don't remember what else came out in that summer season,
1: but... I know Kubo and the Two Strings came out, which is... This is a hot take, but actually a movie that I thought was just okay. I don't know what that is. I don't think it really... It only has one woman in it.
0: Oh. Well, see... And they also said that it was one of the few movies of that year that actually passed the Bechtel test. Oh, I
1: know. Yeah. yeah. That's Welcome a- to the Climate of 2016. Tri- everybody's tripping over that bar. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's a low one, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's all I have to say
1: about Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. What are we doing next episode? I forget. Uh, you picked it.
1: Oh, it's um that it's that comic, that webcomic. So I thought that yeah, I, I want to say it's Starfighters. That is not. What oh we're <laughs> doing. my god! Imagine <laughs> if we did Starfighters. Imagine the police are coming for us. <laughs> pl- uh, well, actually, I think that the it's, the woman, or actually, is it written by a woman? Yes, Starfighters. It is. Oh. I'm
0: fairly certain. Yeah, I think
1: at least as a- I f- think she might be in a in a relationship with another.
0: It's mm, So time to read Starfighters. Um, no, we're gonna be reading Star Word Lovers. Yeah. And so if you wanna get a leg up and start reading that before we release that episode, go for it. I've read it, although yeah. it was a really long time ago, and I really enjoyed it. So and it's free yeah. online. So
1: Yeah, it's free online. Star
0: Word Lovers.
1: And if you read it and enjoyed it, uh, maybe I'm sure that artist has some stuff for sale that you can probably buy.
0: Yeah, so. I bet also keep that in mind. We'll
1: talk more about that next week. Yeah, we'll
0: look into that and relay it to you all. Um, Okay, so thank you so much for listening to us. I know this is a little disjointed. First episode is done, baby. Done,
1: baby. It's a million. It's so long. It's allowed to be long.
0: You know what? I'm sure we're going to watch a movie at some point that we're like, ugh. We don't have anything to say. 20-minute episode. That's yeah, doubtful uh, okay honestly doubtful but, but maybe okay. um, if you feel like it you can follow us on twitter at gaysgays uh, you can tweet with us we'll res- we will respond we will also reply to all of your DMs um, and you can tell your friends about us through twitter it would be really helpful um, if you would like to email us you can do that at erin at gazegaze.com. that goes to the other Aaron. it does not go to me
1: as of this moment I'm going
0: to fix yes um, So through that, you could send us your thoughts, ideas, recommendations for other episodes. We'll feel pretty much anything. Um, yeah. Many thanks. Give us some feedback. Make us feel good. Yes. That somebody's listening. <laughs> uh, many thanks to Kate and Leslie of Neon and Nude for allowing us to use their songs Look and Love and You Pretty Thing for our intro and our outro music. You can buy their album at Neon andnude.bandcamp.com and you can also stream it on Spotify. It's really good. Would recommend. Um, and I'm Erin.
1: And I'm Erin. And, and we're and gay. We're
0: gay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. Says, Thank you. Yeah, all
1: Bye. If you love love like I love love